the corner. Good stuff. Life, health, and music. Mm -mm -mm. Can't get better than that. Thank you. Keep it up. Mash that up with uh, something totally opposite. Get all the different taste buds on the musical ear paddling on. Life, health, and music. Hell, mm -hmm. Breezy. Let me show you how to keep the dice rolling when you're doing that thing over there, homie. <laughs> I woke up in a double What's happening, Anchor family? Thanks for joining me this morning. Time to wake up uh, and get the crusty boogers up out our eyes. And it's time for another early edition of Daco talking really nasally about a health segment that doesn't fit the theme of the day. So every morning I usually wake up and give you guys a little health bomb. It's kind of like a one-off segment, and uh, this morning when I woke up, the first thing that popped in my head was a conversation I had with a patient. I think it was yesterday. It might have been the day before. It was. I think it was yesterday, though. Um, they, they, they told me that when they came into the office, they had their problem or the, you know, the reason that they came in with. And um, when they came in, they thought the problem was big, right? They thought the problem was the big thing. And then after you know, us talking or whatever, they told me that they saw their problem as the pinhole or like a keyhole like through a door. Like, so that that's all they could see was like that little hole. And as all the world they could see was through that little uh, keyhole. And they said that after, uh, after coming to the office, it was like I reached in and like ripped the door off the hinges and then they could see the whole world. They could see the magnitude of how the keyhole size problem could affect their life and how that could ripple into the lives of all the people that they love and love, you know, love being around. Um, and I thought that was kind of powerful because I think that is, as a doc, that's like one of my main jobs is to meet people. When, when people come to the office, I meet them where they're at, but then I have to show them the life that they could lead. A lot of people, a lot of times when people come in, they have had so much negativity and crap smeared all over them. They, they don't realize that the potential that they have inside of them. So I have to uh, kind of get them to, to, to kick the door down so they can see the world and know that there is a better way out there. And um, that's my main focus. And my main goal is to kick the door off the hinges and to... Uh, get people to start taking action today and it usually starts in their head they have to know that it is possible before they could actually take the first step through the door or the first step to even like kick the door down so uh if you guys out there are uh, looking through a keyhole or if you go see a healthcare provider and they just kind of meet you where you're at or they're negative or they tell you that you can't do something i think you need to find a new one because uh, you get, you know, there's you need to have someone that's good. You need to have your doc should uplift you. I mean, not everything is positive, especially when you go to like a doctor of any kind. There's a lot of times there's some negative stuff, but there's always positive steps you can take to make your current situation better. And that's what you need to focus on is having a game plan or action plan to help you kick the door down and run out through there so you guys can enjoy the world. Anyways, that uh, that's all I got for this nasally one-off 
health segment. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Um, keep the call-ins coming. Keep the claps. We love it. Um, call-ins, claps, and comments. We're all about it, right? Uh, we're going to do some segments on the like the science of the grind. So we love all the call-ins about the grind are awesome. Keep them coming. I'm going to do something cool. I'm going to mash them all up. It's going to be awesome. So anyways, hit us up with what you think the science of the grind is or what it means to be on the grind or just anything that you want to talk about. Hit us up with that. We really appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned. We love you. This is family. I went to teach seventh graders math in the New York City public schools. And like any teacher, I made quizzes and tests, I gave out homework assignments. When the work came back, I calculated grades. What struck me was that IQ was not the only difference between my best and my worst students. Some of my strongest performers did not have stratospheric IQ scores. Some of my smartest kids weren't doing so well. And that got me thinking. The kinds of things you need to learn in seventh grade math, sure, they're hard. Ratios, decimals, the area of a parallelogram. But these concepts are not impossible. And I was firmly convinced that every one of my students could learn the material if they worked hard and long enough. After several more years of teaching, I came to the conclusion that what we need in education is a much better understanding of students and learning from a motivational perspective, from a psychological perspective. In education, the one thing we know how to measure best is IQ. But what if doing well in school and in life depends on much more than your ability to learn quickly and easily? So I left the classroom and I went to graduate school to become a psychologist. I started studying kids and adults in all kinds of super challenging settings. And in every study, my question was, who is successful here and why? My research team and I went to West Point Military Academy. We tried to predict which cadets would stay in military training and which would drop out. We went to the National Spelling Bee and tried to predict which children would advance farthest in competition. We studied rookie teachers working in really tough neighborhoods, asking which teachers are still going to be here in teaching by the end of the school year. And of those, who will be the most effective at improving learning outcomes for their students? We partnered with private companies asking which of these salespeople is going to keep their jobs? And who's going to earn the most money? In all those very different contexts, one characteristic emerged as a significant predictor of success. And it wasn't social intelligence, it wasn't good looks, physical health, and it wasn't IQ. It was grit. Grit is passion and perseverance for very long-term goals. Grit is having stamina. Grit is sticking with your future, day in, day out, not just for the week, not just for the month, but for years and working really hard to make that future a reality. Grit is living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. A few years ago, I started studying grit in the Chicago public schools. I asked thousands of high school juniors to take grit questionnaires, and then waited around more than a year to see who would graduate. Turns out 
that grittier kids were significantly more likely to graduate, even when I matched them on every characteristic I could measure, things like family income, standardized achievement test scores, even how safe kids felt when they were at school. So it's not just at West Point or the National Spelling Bee that grit matters, it's also in school, especially for kids at risk for dropping out. To me, the most shocking thing about grit is how little we know, how little science knows about building it. Every day, parents and teachers ask me, how do I build grit in kids? What do I do to teach kids a solid work ethic? How do I keep them motivated for the long run? The honest answer is, I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is that talent doesn't make you gritty. Our data show very clearly that there are many talented individuals who simply do not follow through on their commitments. In fact, in our data, grit is usually unrelated or even inversely related to measures of talent. So far, the best idea I've heard about building grit in kids is something called growth mindset. This is an idea developed at Stanford University by Carol Dweck, and it is the belief that the ability to learn is not fixed, that it can change with your effort. Dr. Dweck has shown that when kids read and learn about the brain and how it changes and grows in response to challenge, they're much more likely to persevere when they fail. <laughs> You are tuned into The Corner, the dopest spot for your best life, only on Anchor. We thank you for that. This is your boy, Daco. Sorry for uh, today. I didn't put as much, uh, many segments as I wanted to. I had some really dope shit to tell you guys. I was having some, uh, every time I tried to load it, it was giving me like an error. So uh, I'll drop some tomorrow. And I really want to thank everybody who called in about what they think grinding is or what the science of the grind is. I got them all. I'm going to do something special with it. So if you guys haven't called in, I want to know what you think being on the grind is, what it's all about, or just anything on your mind about the grind. So just hit me up with the call-ins. Uh, keep the claps coming, the shares, the love. We love it all, and we really are appreciative of everything. Um, but one thing I want to tell you about the grind or just success in general, a lot of times... Like, yeah, I don't know if you've ever, guys have ever thought about it. Like, when we see someone who's rocking and rolling, like, they're, they're killing life or whatever, we just see that, that moment. We just see, like, the Olympic, like, the Olympic swimmer get a gold medal. And we're like, oh, man, they're so talented. You know what I mean? They have so much, so much talent. And, like, you know, they're just so gifted. And, you know, every time that we do that, I don't know if any of you guys have ever thought about this. Anytime that you just say that they got that whatever because that person is so talented, what you're really doing is you're well. What we do at it all, it's like it's like instinctual. I think for some reason, is where we downplay everything else that that person has ever done. All the times they woke up like three or four hours before anybody else did. All the books they read, all the training, all the sweat, all the blood, all the sadness, all the sacrifice. You don't see any of that. So anytime you just see someone in the moment and you just say, you know, what we do is like, we like to play the victim. I don't know if it's playing the victim or we like to like put our people on a pedestal, like a little bit too far away where we can't reach them. So that way we don't, you know, our insecurities don't get in the way. Um, but when you look at them, you really have to look at everything, all the invisible choices they did, all the little things that they did that got them there. 
And that's what the grind is. The grind is an invis- that's the grind. The grind is all these little invisible things that, you, that we're doing or that you're doing that the other people won't do. So uh, the grind is special, man. So uh, so the next time we see someone who's killing it, don't just think they're so talented or they're so special. Just think of the grind they went on. This is Doc O. I love you. What's really good, Anchorhood? It's your boy, Daco. And it's kind of early in the morning, and I'm hanging out with you on the corner. And I sound a little bit nasally. So you know that means it's time for the early morning health segment that has nothing to do with the theme of the day. Uh, today, I kind of want to talk to everybody in Anchorland about healthcare and crisis care, like those two terms. You hear healthcare all the time, but when was the last time we heard the word crisis care? And the two words we have in our mind, we should kind of flip them. Because what we think is healthcare is really crisis care. Most times, all of us go to the doctor or go see a healthcare provider when we're actually in a crisis. Something's wrong, something hurts, something isn't right. Whatever it is, is keeping us from doing the, our dreams and our goals and all the things that we want to do through our day. And we're actually in a life crisis because we can't, act, we can't really make it or continue on our best path or our best life the way we are. And then we go to a healthcare provider wanting healthcare. Um, but that's actually sick care or crisis care because you, you lost your health already. There's a, so you're in, a, you're, in a new, you're in a new zone, you're in the crisis zone. So you go to your particular healthcare provider, like if it's a medical doctor, you'll get uh, drugs or surgery, which is good for crisis care. But what we're not told, or what, maybe it's not even that we're not told, it's what we're not asking is why. Is why do I have asthma? Why do I have ADHD? Why do I have high cholesterol? Why do I have whatever it is? We don't ask that question. What we're told to do is kind of the craziest thing that we would ever do in any other part of our life. We're given something and we're told to ignore it. Ignore the why. Ignore the actual problem. So like if you're driving down the road and you're in your car and your check engine light came on, would you just slap a piece of duct tape over the light so you can't see it and ignore it and keep on rocking and rolling down the street? No. So what we're told to do is the craziest thing. We wouldn't do it in any other part of our life. We go in and see a healthcare provider in a crisis and we're given something to mask it, which is okay when you're in the crisis, but then we're never told why. And then we ignore it. So the question I have for anybody out there in the anchor land is if you ignore a problem, do you think every day gets a little bit better or a little bit worse? Anyways, think about that, guys. Um, this is Doc O, sounding kind of nasally, one-off health segment. Keep the call-ins coming. We love it. Uh, we're talking about the grind. we got something special coming up for you guys this weekend. So uh, give us call-ins, claps, and comments, and tell us what you think the science of the grind is. Peace. And if I hit the switch, I can make the ass drop. The corner. Hello, the corner. The corner. Your station is super awesome. Um, these mashups, 
man. Just wanted to uh, pass on my best wishes to you and Doco. Really appreciate what you're doing and uh, keep What's it up. What's up, Corner? <laughs> I love that analogy. Um, I love the vibe. So all the way from Dubai. My life's like a soundtrack I wrote to the beat When the streets keep calling Heard it when I was sleeping T-O-M-P-T-O in my city Mobbing in the streets This is my part Nobody else speaks Wham, bam, thank you, Anchor Fam. It's your boy, Daco, hanging out with you on the corner. It's a place where we try to be the dopest spot for your best life. The past couple of days, the past couple of segments, we've been kind of teasing and kind of kind of gently getting into the subject of the grind. The grind is really all about taking the invisible route to a known destination. And the crazy part about the destination is you're the only one that can see it because it's in your head. It's, it's your dreams. It's your reality that you see in the future. You're really going towards your purpose. I like to call it soul purpose. Like You can think of it as like the one thing that you want to do. Or you can think of it as S-O-U-L. Like It's like this deep in your bones, man. It's, it's the thing that we all think about or that you think about when you're just sitting by yourself. It's the stuff that you talk about. And when you talk about it with your homeboys and homegirls, like your, your eyes light up. It's the thing that you would do for free if you if you could make if you could do it. If you were rich, if you were a billionaire, it's the thing that you would do for free. And your sole purpose is really just uh, a full expression of you. And you need that enthusiasm because enthusiasm um, you need that to spark you. And the enthusiasm is common in a lot of people. But what but where a lot of people fall off is like they're only like it's not really their sole purpose. What they're going after is something that they think is like a pretty good idea. They're not it's not completely 100 percent them. So their enthusiasm wanes and wavers and it comes and goes. Um, so you need to have wherever you're going, you have to be 100 percent behind it. It has to be your main purpose. You have, it has to be 100 percent your sole purpose. So that way you can keep the enthusiasm because endurance is hard. That's the hard part of the grind is people get excited about stuff and they, you know, they, they, they try different stuff and they're doing this they're doing something totally different the next day. Um, but endurance is hard. You see that thing in your head. You know it's where you need to be. You know it's the thing you need to do. You know how – you know that it's the way that you're going to help the planet, that you're going to serve humanity. Um, you have to stay focused and locked on that. You have to endure it. You have to remember enthusiasm is everywhere. It comes and goes. Enthousi- you, can get enthousiasm- you can get enthusiasm from listening to someone talk. You might be enthusiastic. You might be feeling motivated right now, and it'll leave you in a second. But endurance is rare. Endurance is where the grind comes to fruition. Endurance is what makes the grind happen. The people that you see that are shining, that are rocking and rolling, they started off enthusiastic, but they kept pushing. They stayed, they stayed on it, and then that's why they're doing what they do. Well, what just happened? I think I blacked out for a second. <laughs> anyway, Anchor Fan, we love you. Give us call-ins. Call-ins about the grind. What are you guys hustling on? Where are you pushing towards? Let us know. And remember, we love you. Without you, there is no us. Grindin'. 
Hey man, I've been enjoying the station, so um, I've been trying to listen to it every day. I have a chance, and it's cool. I love how you're you're cutting stuff up, and it's uh, one of the best produced stations on Anchor. That's for sure. So I was at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, in the United States, the interactive film and music festival, and 3M was there, and they were giving out these massive post-it notes. These ones are bigger than the size of a human head. And I had never seen these before, so I was really excited. So I took a lot of them, like, a lot. Uh, and I'm with a friend, and we're carrying them, trying to figure out what we're going to do with them. And we walk over to a, a bar, uh, and we sit down, and we find a, a great spot that's looking outside on this beautiful day, and we're just sitting outside watching people as they go across. And we're thinking, like, what do we want to do with these post-it notes? And almost as a joke, we just scribbled on one of them, free problem solving, hashtag zero problems, put the post-it note out on the table. And then as people are walking down the street, we're just yelling at them, hey, do you need any problem solved? Free problem solving, business, life, horseback riding, welding, you name it, we'll solve your problem. And so this is us at our free problem solving stand. Uh, and at first there's like a guy who's like asking a question about his shirt. Uh, and then this girl asks a question about her relationship. But then there's this person, I'll never forget, this girl in this pink shirt, she's like, can I solve problems with you? And we're like, sure. So she's solving problems with us. Then all of a sudden, all these people are tweeting about us. I peer out, and there's like actually a big line now of people to get their problems solved. We have an intern who's like getting us pizza and directing traffic outside. Then this woman from Goodwill. So Goodwill is a, is a secondhand clothing franchise in the US. She's like, how can we grow our brand? And I'm like, how can you not grow your brand? You have like 300 stores. At one store, triple your prices. At one store, offer gift wrapping. At one store, offer recycling services. At one store, offer co-working space. And she's furiously scribbling down all these notes. She's like, can you come do like a workshop with us to help us get more ideas? I'm like, I just gave you 10 ideas. Go do those and then maybe we can do a workshop. Uh, and I remember thinking how crazy it was that people seem to be much more interested in collecting ideas than actually doing anything with them. Uh, and so we're doing this for a few hours uh, and we decide to leave. Uh, and then this crazy thing of like, we actually walked back two hours later and the problem solving stand was still going on with other people, which is just kind of crazy. So that afternoon we could have done anything we wanted with those post-it notes or we could have just sat there and done nothing at all. But we exercised this bias towards action to say, hey, let's just try something uh, and see what happens. And it ended up being this pretty cool result. So up until that point in my life, um, I was kind of this idea magnet. I was uh, always talking to people about ideas, generating ideas, also a TEDx organizer, so we bring people together to talk about ideas. Uh, and I would find myself in a lot of rooms like this, right, filled with people with big smiles and lots of post-it notes. And as someone who loves post-it notes, you would think I would be happy about this. But I started to reflect on it and thought, you know, how many times have I been in one of these rooms filled with post-it notes? And then a week later, like, thinking, what the heck ever happened to any of this stuff? Uh, and so I started to study the science of action and what really either sparks people to act or holds people back from acting. And what we found is that most people, for most ideas, either don't do anything with it, or will slowly make a little bit of progress over time. But people who are incredibly action-oriented, they take these massive surges of action right away, where they take a massive amount of action right away and surge forward on an idea. 
So I wanted to study this a little bit more and started looking at all kinds of stories. I mean, if you look at my browser history, you'll find a lot of weird stuff there. Uh, everything from a guy who got a job from a Snapchat filter to someone who made this Spanish Bible app to someone who made a restaurant in China out of an old 737 jet, all kinds of stuff. But I want to share with you three of the primary lessons that we learned uh, in doing this research. So one, action is a muscle. So much like some people exercise their biceps, right? Not me, but some people. Uh, you can exercise these action muscles. So think of it like playing a musical instrument. Keeping it pretty, Anchor City. What's happening? It's your boy, Daco. Thanks for hanging out with me on the corner right here on Anchor. I'm here with my brother from across the pond. We're just going to have to jump up in this. Give yourself an intro and any thoughts that you have, dude. Hey, Gary from Motorspin. I've got to say, man, I loved that talk, Steve Garguilo. The TEDx talk with the mash I've got to say, man, I loved that talk. Steve Garguilo. I gotta say, man, I loved that talk, Steve Garguilo. Absolutely amazing two points on that that I want to touch on. First of all, he's dead mode right about taking action. And I think people are romantic about ideas because the notion of success and the notion of getting it right is enough to make you feel warm and fuzzy. I gotta say, man, I loved that talk, Steve Garguilo. Fuzzy, you're warm and fuzzy, actually having to move a finger. And I think that's why some people follow uh, various people on the internet and they don't do anything about it. They just like the idea, they like the fresh, they're like, oh yeah, what about this? And then never even put an ounce of effort into making it happen. Do, 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 do. I've got to say, man, I love that talk, Steve Garguilo. We've been talking about a certain type of person, and it's a certain type of person we all know, and it could be you out there listening, but I don't know if you knew that there was a category for it. And, and the category or the type of person that we're talking about is the idea collector. An idea collector is the type of person or the person who goes to like all the seminars and reads a lot of books, but then doesn't do anything with the stuff that they've read. Or the, or the knowledge they got from a seminar. That's the idea collector. They're missing a crucial component. Gathering ideas is important, but more important than the gathering is the doing, is the action that you have to have behind it. Or what difference does it make if you have 100 good ideas and you don't take action on any one of them? You know, the successful person is the person who gets the idea and goes with it. 
and takes immediate action. So that's one thing you have to, we, we you know, out there, if you want to have your best life, is whatever it is that's your purpose or whatever it is that you're, whatever's driving you right now, take action on it. Um, you don't have to worry about the how. Like, the how is none of your business. All you have to do is start going. And because you can never really predict what you what's going to happen. I mean, you do your due diligence and you plan a little bit, but there's, one, there's only one thing you, you can guarantee. The only thing that is known is that there's going to be a bunch of unknowns. So you just have to go. And like one of the main success principles you'll find from like anybody that's super, that's like that's totally killing it, is they all do something called speed of implementation. Meaning once you find a good guy, once you find your idea or the thing that you want to do and you're 100% behind it, then you go. There's no need to think about it or stall. You just take action and go. Now, if you're not 100% behind it, don't do it because you got to remember 98% of anything is a lie. So you're either all in or all out. But if you're all in, go. You're not going to know exactly what to do, but that's okay because you'll be ahead of the 100 million people who are sitting around thinking about it. So I don't know if you guys know the Idea Collector, but if you do know one, see if you can um, get them take action on one of them. Um, here's a good thing, you know, like I read a lot of books, but like, you know, for a while there, I was trying to like see how many books I could read like in a month or a year or whatever. And then, which was awesome, but I was just kind of getting the essence of the book. I didn't actually do anything with all the stuff that I read. So now what I do, instead of reading like 50 books a year, I'll try to read two books 50 times so I can get all the information out of that and then take action on it and actually implement it in my life and make a difference in the world. You know what I'm saying? So if you're an idea guy, get out there and uh, be a do guy for a little bit. This is Daco. I love you and appreciate you. Keep the call-ins coming. Call-ins, claps, and comments. If you put a comment, I usually make it a pop-up so everybody can see it. So com- uh, call-ins, claps, and comments. Without you, there is no us. This is The Corner. We love you. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. It's early in the morning and I sound real nasally, so it's time for another one-off health segment that has nothing to do with anything else that we've been talking about. Uh, I just want to get you guys thinking about something you may have never thought about before, and that is how actual special you are on the inside. Uh, And I'm not just saying that as like a motivational like speech. It's more of like a just a physical science thing. Uh, Sometimes you might think of your body or yourself as like a machine, like you have parts. You have like a heart, you have a brain, you have an arm, you have some fingers, you have a pancreas, you have all these parts together. You might think that you are just the sum of your parts, meaning you put all your parts together and you get you. But you are way, way more special and complicated and mysterious really than the sum of your parts. You're way greater than all of your parts put together. What I mean by that is we know all of the, not all of, we know most of the the chemistry and the physics that make up your body. Like we know all the elements on the periodic table. There's not anything mysterious, but the human race does not know how to take the chemistry, like all the parts, like we could find all the elements and put together a human. So we can't take the chemistry and make it biology. I mean, we can't take the dead parts and give it life. Um, Cause there's something, there's a gap in between there. There's like, 
is the gift of life. You can call it whatever you want, but there's something in there that we, that we don't know what that is. And it's that something extra that makes you special on the inside. So just remember, I just want you to think about it, that you are not the sum. You are not the sum of your parts. I mean, like, you're not just a whole bunch of stuff stuck together. Um, there's something inside of you that no one quite understands, and that's what makes you special. Um, so you can't, we don't have any idea on how to take the chemistry and turn it into biology. So you got some good stuff inside of you. Take care of it. Make the invisible hard choices today that'll lead to you to have a fairy tale ending and not like living a health disaster at the end. Okay. So anyway, this is Daco. That's just my nasally one-off health nugget for this morning. Keep the call-ins coming. Uh, comments, call-ins, and claps. We really, really appreciate it. Give us some call-ins. Give us some love. We need to know we're doing a good job or a bad job or any questions you have. Or just call and say what's up. Um, we love hearing from you guys. And uh, we got something special coming up for you this weekend. Uh, this is Daco. See you on the next Get 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 Get, get Down. What's shaking, Anchor Station? Thanks for joining me on this funky ride today on the corner where we try to be your dopest spot for your best life. The past couple segments and mashups and call-ins, we're talking about taking action. Um, so one thing about taking action is if you don't know which way is it's hard to take the action. So to figure out which way you need to take that first step forward, you got to know what your sole purpose is. And your sole purpose is a combination of your abilities, talents, and passions all mixed up with your life experience. And you just serve that up on a plate, and that's how you're going to express yourself to the world and serve humanity at large. It's really the context on how you're going to serve the planet and make this world a better place. So once you figure that out, once you figure out what your sole purpose is, what we got to do next is, guys, we got to figure out what our vehicle is. Like, how are you going to get there? Do you need to go to more school? Do you need to go to how we're going to get to the X on the treasure map? And once we know what our sole purpose is, once we know the vehicle we're going to get there, what we have to do next is to stop being an idea guy and take action. And we can't just take regular action, what most people do. I'll call it regular action is they get a good idea and then they think about it and they do like one little bit of effort and then it fizzles away until the next idea comes. If this is what you're supposed to do, if this is your reason you're put on the planet, if this is how you're going to make the world a better place, you can't take little baby bits of action. You have to take massive action. And the massive action will lead to success because it'll push you through all your crap. It'll push you through all your bad habits that we formed. And it'll push you from the pressures of the world. A lot of times the pressures of the world, they'll, they'll, they'll get real heavy the closer you get to reaching your sole purpose or reaching the X on the treasure map. And they'll have you settle for like 80% of something. Or the worst is when you're selling for like 98% and you're not doing 100% of what it is you're supposed to do, like the reason that you're put on the planet. So you gotta take the massive action. It'll help get you push that. Another thing taking massive action will do is it'll help you break through the wall of procrastination, of procrastination. And I think the, the way it does that or how we get through that wall of procrastination is, so what I mean by massive action is if you think it's gonna take 10 bits of effort to get to your goal, you need to do 50 bits of effort so you can get there. And what that does is it helps you overcome all the circumstances that'll get in your way. So when your purpose or when your dream or when your goal is bigger than all the circumstances you can think of, there's no way you won't succeed. 
in this action, this exorbitant amount of output, it leads to little yeses. So like you do the first thing in your list or the first thing you need to do, check off a little yes check off another little yes and then and then these little yeses start going to big yeses so you get into a pattern of winning or saying yes instead of no so we gotta take massive action so we can the best piece of advice i can give you guys is to make your dream and your goal so big that there's no way any circumstances can get in your way this is Daco. i love you thanks for joining me today triangle's longest side is called the hypotenuse and it's this side here hey. see the longest one i wish i were high so on point, potnus one of the three sides <laughs> i the wish i was high on potnus <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Morris, it's very funny. It's very funny, but let's get back to the lesson. Now, to every corner of the United States. We're hanging out at the corners. We're hanging out at the corners. The dopest spot for your best life. There you go.